Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugalow. And on this show, I get to talk with women and a few cool dudes, all of them change makers, entrepreneurs, healers, and artists about how they put their dreams into action. And I'm really excited today to have a professional organizer with us, Heidi Solomon. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I love the idea of professional organizing. I think because it's something that I struggle with to some degree, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people do, which you must know. Yes, I, I find that if I were to meet 10 people in a room, nine would say they need my services, and one would proudly stand there and say, I don't. <laughs> so. And I, th I would say that's probably the right ratio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough because we live in a world that there's a lot of stuff. Yes, and our culture sort of promotes acquiring a lot of stuff and having a lot of stuff, and there's, there's pride in that. So sometimes it's difficult when your stuff doesn't necessarily meet your needs or your spaces don't function well because you have too much stuff. Yeah, it's interesting because, I, what did you say? You said there, there's something, we feel like it's good to acquire stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a benefit. Mm -hmm until there's too much. Mm -hmm. And then we look at it and we don't appreciate it at all, mm -hmm. right? Right. Like we look at that pile and we go, oh, I hate that pile over there. Mm -hmm. But at one point, we you valued it. it. Yes, yes. So I, I find that most people are very busy living their lives. And unfortunately, they don't take the time that's necessary to make their spaces, uh, I guess, support their needs, their current needs. And so a lot of times when I work with people, whether they be families or businessmen or, or just busy moms, you know, they'll look around and be like, I haven't touched this in six years. You know, why is it still here? And I find that, you know, if you really want to be living an organized life, it's important that you sort of call every once in a while. You just do, do a check and make sure that what you have is what you need, it's what you're using, it's relevant to your current lifestyle. You know, I think there's there's nothing worse than being bogged down by your stuff or feeling that, you know, you're failing at life because you can't really get it together when, you know, it's actually, it's pretty simple if you just ask yourself a couple of questions and then either do it yourself or get you some support to do it and mm -hmm. help you through it. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like most people value the idea of living an organized life? I do. Uh -huh. I do. I find that most people contact me because they're having a really bad day. So, you know, sort of in the lines of, you know, like, why would you choose to go to a therapist? You go because you're struggling with something. And most of the people that I work with, they call me because either they can't handle something that's coming down the road and they're aware of it, like moving or transitioning or something along those lines, or they're just tired of struggling or their spouse is tired of them struggling. And so they're reaching out for some help to, to just get better. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times, Thinking about it makes things a lot worse. So sometimes people will think about it for a really long time and then they get down on themselves because they don't know where to start or where to go or even what to do. And a lot of times I find that, you know, like if we can just start and make some changes, people begin to feel better very quickly. Mm. So what are the benefits of an organized life? Benefits of an organized life? Well, um, I would say that the biggest benefit is that you, you are less stressed. So our minds are a lot like a computer. And 
If you use a PC and you open a lot of windows, eventually the computer begins to slow down. And if you open too many windows, it will completely crash. And our, every item that we have that's either undone or outstanding is equivalent to one of those open windows. So if you think about you know, somebody who's you know, a, a corporate executive and they're juggling a very intense work life and then they come home and their home life isn't functioning well either, you just open more and more and more windows and it becomes extremely taxing. And that's when people burn out, feel bad, you know, have difficulty enjoying all the things that they're working so hard for. Maybe start fighting. Yeah, people fight, it makes you cranky, right? I mean, you get hungry, you get angry, you know, if you're stressed out, you mm -hmm. do the same thing. And mm -hmm. so I find that um, one of the biggest benefits is that you gain clarity. So if you're, an, if you're an artist or you're a creative person and your life is disorganized, there's, there's a fairly high likelihood that you're not as creative as you could be. You're just not reaching your potential. If you are... Um, if you're a mom and you, you know, never really figured out how to manage your time or how to support your kids' needs as well because you didn't figure it out for yourself, then you, you begin to see that things within the family break down. So a lot of the benefits are things that, um, you, they're more feelings, they're more quality of life aspects. You know, like you're not late in the morning, you're not yelling at each other to get out of the house, you can finish projects faster, yeah, you just feel better. You have time to go for a walk because you're not sitting there thinking like, oh, you know, I really should clean up my room. You know, you're like, oh, room's clean, I'm out. You know, and then you go and you enjoy your day. So I think those are some of the big benefits. And, and a lot of the um, feedback that I receive from clients is that they, they didn't really think it was possible mm -hmm. to get to that point. They're mm -hmm. just so used to being in a struggle. Mm -hmm. And so I find that um, it's just, that's the, the best benefit of the job is that you, concretely help people and I love it. So what, what do you find is the hardest part for people when you start working with them? What? I would say it's probably one of two things. One is either figuring out where to start or making the decisions that are required to get them where they want to be. Because I can give you the biggest amount of guidance that you need. I can give you all the support that I can muster up, but at the end of the day, I can't make the decisions for you. And so sometimes people really have a hard time. Sometimes it's, it's a result of childhood trauma or um, there's just something that they've learned along the way about how to be a particular, a particular manner. Like an example is people have a hard time getting rid of gifts that they don't want. You know, like I, I hear from people all the time, like, oh, my uncle I don't really like gave me this gift and I don't want to get rid of it in case they come over. And, you know, but it's really just negative energy around their space. And so from an organizer's perspective, I would advocate that they let it go or find a home for it where they're not interacting with it on a regular basis. Um, but it's things like that where, you know, people just, we have to figure out where the disconnect is happening and, and then work through it. And, and find a solution that works for them. So how did you even get interested in this? Where did, <sighs> where did it come from? So that's a fascinating question. And the, the interesting thing is, is, is I stumbled into it as a career. I had been working, I had, I had actually four different jobs in different industries before I started my company. And I, I worked in the government, in the Department of Economic Development. I worked in an investment bank. I worked in a nonprofit as a controller and I did um, environmental research overseas. So I, I sort of was like, I'm gonna find my niche. I'll find the place where I fit and connect and thrive and it'll be grand. 
Well, after trying four different areas, I was a little downtrodden, like, this can't be the way it's supposed to be. I'm gonna be working for the next 40, 50 years. It should be better than this. And I just quit the job that I had because my boss was not supportive and not the best fit for me and needed something to do. So I reached out to some friends and family members and contacts and basically said, listen, I'm not working right now. If anybody needs help with anything, let me know. Well, one of the women who responded was a mom of a childhood friend of mine. She was a single mom with three kids, worked full time, had no spare time to maintain the house. And she called me and she's like, I can't pay you, but why don't you come and stay with me, help me with the house, and at night we'll sit and talk and you can figure out where you're headed next. So that's what we did. So during the day, I cleaned up her house and in the evening we would brainstorm. And at the end of the week, she was like, oh, you know, please show me what you did. I mean, obviously she could see the external spaces, but she hadn't seen like the basement, the attic, things like that. So we went down to the basement and she couldn't, she just couldn't control herself. She was so excited about the transformation and immediately called two of her friends and said, you have to come over, drink some dessert on me, come see what happened to my house. And her friends came over. They were actually my first paying clients. Oh, wow. And it, one of them was like, you know, you're really good at this. I've hired people to help me in the past, but you get people, you get spaces. You're a great person to work with. Just do this. And it took me, I will be honest, it took me probably about six months to accept it as a profession because I really didn't know what it was. And I just felt that I was doing something to help them. I didn't recognize that it could be a career. And then after about six months, I launched a website and fully joined the professional associations, and, and it's been 11 years since. So there's a professional association of organizers. organizers. Yes, it's called NAPO. It's the National Association of Professional Organizers. There are local chapters, so there's a NAPO New England, there's a NAPO LA, NAPO San Francisco. But yes, there, there, I would say there's about 4,000 members in the US, maybe, maybe 5,000 now, last, I haven't checked in a while. Um, but we're out there. You just have to find us. That's amazing. Yeah. That it, it's a real, I mean, that really gives it a lot of kind of credential, a lot of weight, you mm -hmm. know, as a mm -hmm. profession. And there is a certification. So no there, kidding. there's a certifying agency that will certify you after you've met certain criteria, just like a CPA. There, it's called CPO. And um, you, it probably, I would say, it takes a year or two to even qualify to sit for the exam. But... They're, they're very serious about making the industry respectable and making sure that people recognize the value that we add to people's lives. Mm. And do you feel like that's worthwhile or do you feel that's necessary or did it help you to be long? Yeah, so it's a great question and I will tell you that when I train people to be professional organizers, that's a question people ask, like, because it is a big commitment. You have to have at least 1,500 paid hours of, of work under your belt and that's only one of the criteria. Um, I will say that sitting for the exam forced me to be a better professional organizer because there are things on the exam that I don't do on a regular basis with my clients. For example, I don't do a lot of work with commercial clients. I tend to work primarily with residential clients, but I needed to know all of the information for the commercial arm of organizing to pass the exam. And I will say that once I learned it, now a lot of my residential clients will bring me into their businesses because I have the knowledge that is necessary to help them in both realms. So it, did, it made me a better organizer and it also made me just a better, I would say, 
member of the organization because people will consistently ask me questions. You know, I had a client, it didn't go so well. You know, this is what I ran up against, and now I have a base of knowledge to answer their questions, or at least put them in the right direction so they can get exactly what they need. So, so not only are you working as a professional organizer, but you are also training people. Yes. Yes. So when I started, uh, no joke, I made every single mistake in the book. I went 10 grand in debt. I had no idea how to run a business. I didn't know what I was doing. And I realized that I, it, wasn't the, it wasn't the skill of the organizing that I needed to learn because I was good at that and I was getting positive feedback from my clients. I needed to figure out how to run a business. And it's a completely different set of skills. And when I started the business in 2006, there really wasn't much out there in terms of learning how to, how to run a business as a professional organizer. And there's lots of business courses. And so people would call me and be like, listen, you're successful, how'd you do it? You know, can we have coffee? And it, as you know, if you're a successful business owner, you don't have a ton of free time. And I felt that there was, there was this really strong need. I probably would get two or three inquiries a month. And I, I wanted to be able to give back and make the industry strong because I was seeing that when people didn't have the guidance they needed, they were making the same mistakes I made. Mm -hmm. And it's just not necessary. There's no reason. So um, I put together the training program when I had relocated my business to the San Francisco area. And I just started probably with 15, 20 students. And every time I ran the program, I had 15, 20 students who wanted to take it. And, uh, and that's just what I do. So whether people want to be trained one-on-one -on -one or they want a classroom setting, um, we just find what fits for them and then make it happen because being an entrepreneur is fun. There's a lot of flexibility, you know, being able to help people. And in uh, and, and my perspective, I know I'm biased because I do it all the time, but I don't find organizing difficult. And so I'm able to help my clients understand that it's these simple little transitions that we can make that will make a big impact. And um, that's, that's what I've been up to. That's cool. So what you, you say it's fun. Yeah. What fires you up the most? So what fires me up is that when people call and they are so overwhelmed and stressed out and unhappy and sort of like at their wits end, and within a moderately short amount of time, we can completely change not only their mindset, but also you know, everything that they're doing in their life, right? Like when your life flows smoothly, when your house functions well, when your office is productive, you, know, you can take on the world. And, and I love giving people the opportunity to stand in their own pinnacle of strength because there are, we remove all the roadblocks that are preventing them from getting there. Sounds great. I love it. Yeah. I really do. I think, where can I bring you into my house? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, most people start with their kitchen or their kids' rooms, or you know, a lot of spouses call me and they're like, "You've got to help, you know, my husband, my wife, because they don't want to do it." Yeah. Um, there's a lot of psychology and organizing that people don't realize is that if your external space is a mess, it generally means that your internal space is also conflicted, mm -hmm. and so a lot. And what I feel is that in order to be successful as a professional organizer, you have to really understand that it's nine times out of ten, it's not about the stuff, it's about the person. And it's about helping the person identify what they're struggling with, what their hurdles are, and then clearing it out of their physical space. Sometimes we fix the physical space to fix the emotional space, and sometimes we fix the emotional space to fix the physical space. Oh, like how would you do that? 
Um, so, you know, like for example, I worked with a couple uh, the other day. They, uh, they, they are recently together. They're in their late 40s and they got together four years ago. So they have a lot of history of behavior under their belt about you know what they like, how they how how an ideal living environment feels. Um, you know, we all have those habits where we leave stuff out and about, right? Like you leave stuff on the side of the sink, or you don't put your shoes away, or things like that. And when you're trying to blend a household, you know sometimes those little quirks that we don't even think about are things that drive somebody else crazy. And so you know, with that particular couple, it was a matter of finding a bridge between you know how basically the wife wants to live and how the husband wants to live. And in this case, we actually had to reorient the home so that the spaces, like we changed what is currently the dining room into an office and we changed what is currently their living room into um, more of like a study room. And so just by reorienting the space, we gave each of them their needs for their individual quarters, so to speak. And just by doing that, it gave them the liberty to sort of allow the other to be themselves. And before there was a lot of tension around, you know, I don't want this here, I don't want this here, you know, this is, you know, this room, it needs to be this and things like that. But once we had the discussion and figured out the plan, it was a lot easier to just manipulate the space and then give them the spaces that they need. Wow. So I've heard a lot about feng, feng shui. Yes. Is that something that yes. you also are skilled at or yes so uh, I'm a big proponent of you know the law of attraction and energy and things like that and feng shui is the Chinese art of space basically and it deals a lot with energy and the easiest way to understand it because it could be a little woo-woo for for people who aren't familiar with it is to think about when you walk into a room that's beautifully curated you feel much more comfortable you feel more at ease you may not like the aesthetic but you aren't fighting it. And so when you walk into a room that's full of clutter, you know, for a lot of people, it gets very uncomfortable. They don't know where to look. They don't know how to behave. They don't know what's going on. So th the way that I like to explain Feng Shui to people is if there are things that you are trying to accomplish, let's look at them, right? So sometimes people will say, you know, I love this room, these details, these windows, these lights, but something doesn't feel right. You know, and then we'll look at it. It could be colors, it could be the furniture, it could be things that are not the right scale, right? Sometimes I, I, you know, I'm in homes where they have really high ceilings and all the furniture is really low, and some, for some people that's very comfortable. For other people, it's, it feels like they're swimming, right? There's not enough stuff. And so a lot of times, it's just a matter of finding the balance for that person, depending on what they're trying to accomplish or what's lacking. And, and with Feng Shui, there's sort of like a code, I guess is the easiest way to understand it. You know, it's with colors and shapes and, um, and placement. So, so, you know, spatial alignment with things. So angles sometimes can be in your favor or not be in your favor, but um, it's basically just figuring out the puzzle. And like organizing, it's always a puzzle. So I guess that's why I've always, it just makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you must be very spatially, I mean, you have awareness in a lot of yes. visual and spatial ways. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and over the past 11 years as an organizer, I will tell you that sometimes my clients use my services as interior design services. Like they'll ask me to hang pictures or they'll ask me to source a piece of furniture because once we organize everything, we realize that there's a strong need for something, whether it be shoe storage or, or book storage or something like that. So we'll find the appropriate piece of furniture. And I love that because when we get to that point in the process, you know that you've made a lot of progress. Mm. And people are feeling better, they're relaxing, they're sort of taking on the, the lighter side of the process, which is you know, really making your space your own mm. and, and embodying whatever it needs to be. So it's always fun to change paint colors and get new carpets and lamps. And, and, and it's fun um, because I think a lot of times when people think of a professional organizer, they think about it in terms of primarily a messy space, a cluttered area. Mm -hmm. And I find that one of the reasons why my clients continue to return to me for assistance is because the skills that I bring to the table is a lot broader than just cleaning up your space. It's really figuring out how to make your space sing so you can love it. Yeah. To make your space sing. Yes. Very poetic Thanks, and yeah. very attractive too and compelling, you know, thinking, wow, I could have a space like that. Yes. And I think that, you know, I have heard from some people that, you know, they're reluctant to buy things or they're reluctant to do things. And, and with organizing, to create a space that you love, sometimes it's very simple, mm. right? Sometimes it's just a matter of swapping some furniture or, you know, adding you know, some flowers or, you know, hanging pictures is a big one. I find that when your space is disorganized, people don't tend to get to the decorating phase. Mm -hmm. So even just, you know, sometimes we'll just hang pictures mm -hmm. to start the process mm -hmm. so that people begin to really sort of move into the idea that this space can be transformed mm -hmm. and that sometimes it's so simple. It's taking what you have and using it better. Yeah. So what, what has been like the hardest part Mm -hmm. of your either your work or the journey that you've been on to develop your business? It's a great question. So I will say, I'll, I'll answer both if that's all right. Um, as a professional organizer, I think one of the hardest things that I run into is that I'm only one person. And even though I can hire people that I've trained to bring on to bigger jobs, at the end of the day, sometimes I feel that my reach is limited that you know, there are so many people that could benefit from the knowledge that I have in, in order of like, you know, there's no, I always say like, don't agonize, organize. Like you don't need to struggle. Like life can be a lot easier. And I want people to have that information, but yet there's only 24 hours in the day, 40 hours in the week, you know? And so um, that's probably something that I've struggled with and, and I've, contemplated hiring employees full-time um, but I really love what I do and I love my clients so I would say as a professional organizer that's a struggle as a business owner um, I would say something that I've struggled with at least in the beginning was understanding pricing strategy um, I feel that you could be the most successful or I, I should say the most skilled person in your field, but if you don't know how to price yourself well, you'll run yourself into the ground. 
and and that's not worth it because then you don't get your message out to the world. So then you're not helping people because you burn out. Exactly, exactly. So pricing strategy is so valuable, and and I find that at least for me, um, it took me I would say at least two years to really hone in on where I needed to be in order to meet my needs. And then I was able to understand my target market and who was going to meet me there so that it could be a win-win for everyone. Mm -hmm. So when you're saying where you needed to be to meet your needs, mm -hmm. you mean in terms of finance, financially? Sure. Pricing? Yes, mm -hmm. because you know, as a business owner, as, you, know, you wear many different hats. Sometimes mm -hmm. you're the HR department, sometimes you're marketing, sometimes you're the VP, sometimes you're the technician, right? And and it, it was really hard for me to understand that if I'm on the road, if I'm working with you know, two clients a day, five days a week, four weeks a month, there's very little time to do the other stuff. And so I had to figure out you know, how to balance myself and meet the needs of my clients and meet the needs of my business and meet my needs as a person. Because I mean, I woke up one day and I was like, I eat all my meals in the car. I never see my friends, you know? And, and I was like, you know, why am I feeling so cut off from everybody? And I realized that it really, I had to just reevaluate my time management and figure out, you know, what are my innate needs? Because if I'm burned out, I'm not helping anybody. It's not worth it. Yes, yes. I think that's one of the biggest lessons of being an entrepreneur is just as you say, you have to pr learn what the pricing needs to be for you in order to feel like it's worth your time mm -hmm. and worth your energy and you can do the work that you're meant to do. Right. Yeah, because if you can't keep it up, because you can't pay the bills and you can't live the way you need to or you want to live, then you're not going to continue and then nobody benefits from it. Yes, and I will tell you that I have spoken with a lot of people who have the biggest hearts and the best of intentions and they want to be professional organizers for many of the reasons that I love being a professional organizer. And they're, they're such givers and yet they don't, they give their, their, they give their gifts away and then, then they, they, they leave the industry because their business isn't successful and it makes me so sad because I've, I've, some of these people have been my colleagues and I adore them, I think they're fantastic, but they just didn't get the business side. Yeah. And, and that, that was one of the biggest reasons why I put the training program together because the industry is fantastic. I mean, think about it. You have you know, complete autonomy over your time. You have autonomy over who you work with. You, you get to help people. You get to just do all these things that make people's lives better. And yet, you know, if you... And the market is enormous. The market is enormous. <laughs> like, I will tell you that I turn business away all the time because mm -hmm. I, you know, people will be like, oh, can you come next week? And I say, I'm sorry, I'm booked for a couple months, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's the, that, that's why I say it's like, no, you can do it. Just learn it and, and embody it and you'll be fantastic. That's great. One of the things I love to do is ask people to pick a card sure. from my a wild to. card and okay. to just... Riff on it okay. for your business. So I got intuition, which I think is hysterical because, you know, I see it in the Facebook group for my professional association all the time. People say, trust your gut. So, you know, in order for you to be successful as a professional organizer, you have to find clients that resonate with you and your message. And the people that I work with may not necessarily work well with others in the industry, and that's why they come to me. And I feel that, um, 
when I listen to my gut and I decide to work with clients who I feel are going to be a good fit for me, it's a, it's a win-win for everyone because I'm able to help them as best as I can and they're able to receive the messages that they need in order to make changes. So I think that intuition is perfect. If you're a professional organizer, you have to follow your gut. So I love that. That's fabulous. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I've really loved listening to you speak. You're so mm -hmm. eloquent, you're inspiring, and you're making people's houses sing. And I love that. I know that something for everyone to think about. Thank you, yeah. and thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Thanks so much for coming on our show today. Please be sure to tune in to the next episode. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheik Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.